Recording late. Oh, Normally, yeah. the episode would be out by now. Yeah, but, but you know, you shit know, happens, man. It's been a busy week. We've been working. We had to go home. Yeah, had to go to a family Christmas party. It was Carly's last ever week of school. Yeah, I graduated from college. That was Yay. a big deal. You know, everyone got to ask me, what are you doing now? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Same I have a podcast. Doing. Right. Duh. World. Doing my podcast that doesn't pay my freaking bills. That's what I'm doing, <laughs> Grandma. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm like. I don't know the same thing I've been doing, working and acting. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. All good things to do. All good things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's been a busy week. Mm-hmm. And a... Uh, and a busy day we've been up since 5 a.m today yeah, yeah it's been and a long day it's 12 34 a.m as we are recording oh my gosh, it's on so... tomorrow so uh yeah so i hope you really enjoy this one because <laughs> we're doing this for you we do it all for you oh this is fans. known unknowns oh, podcast right, by right, the right. Way. i'm carly and i'm harry and we're here to tell you. And we're here the, to tell you some stories. Business. Tell you some stories. Tell you some, uh, some yeah, some, some stories. Creepy <laughs> spookies. You know, we did forget to do. Well, not forget. I've been thinking about it all week. Oh, I yeah? just yes, I've, we've just been busy. Okay. Um, we have not been able to record our jingles, so oh, today right. we will just be singing them. Oh yeah. On our own, like live with you. We would like to record a set one and then yeah, play record it. some some drops. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Drop in. If you don't remember, a couple of them were Conspiracy Corner <laughs> and then <laughs> Ghost Town. Wah, wah, wah. Ooh. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we meant to record. It didn't oh. happen. You know what other good idea I came up with what? this week? We should do soon a whole episode dedicated to Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah, we need to do that. Not like dedicated to him, <laughs> but like to talk Dedi- about In him. loving memory of <sighs> our good friend, <laughs> Jefferson Epstein. Oh, and if you guys are interested in the Jeffrey Epstein topic, you should definitely listen to the podcast True Anon. It's a good one. It's really good. It's the only um, the non-pedophile pedophile podcast. Pod- something like that. Yeah. The non-pedophile podcast about a pedophile. Well, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Um, it's really good. They're smart mm-hmm. and it's crazy. I We remember listening to it and then he was murdered. Yeah. And then we had to listen to the emergency episode. Right. <laughs> that was, it was just we've been kind of following it since they started, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of the inspirations for our starting this podcast. Yeah, seriously, no, it's very true. So, um, it's a crazy, wacky story. If you yeah. don't really know anything about it, you should look it up. Basically, mm-hmm. this freaking pedophile that <laughs> is also like a sex trafficker, mm-hmm. you know, went to prison, and then apparently he killed himself mm-hmm. but he didn't right he was yeah. killed and he has connections to all these famous powerful rich oh, people anyone like famous and powerful you can think of the clintons he has connections to like them. donald trump like bill gates Ugh. like it's crazy uh, that prince guy kev kevin oh yeah uh, uh, prince andrew prince kevin andrew. spacey mm-hmm all, all the bad guys. Everyone, every, li, everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wacky. It's like true crime, uh, murder, conspiracy, uh, everything you could want in a weird, right, mystery. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Oh no, it isn't. I am talk. I'm just gonna get right into all it. Right. And today. I'm going to call this Conspiracy Corner slash True Crime. All right. I'll work on it. Okay. I'll work we'll, on the we'll True Crime part. 
true crime. slash slash true crime. <laughs> Did you like that? Slash true crime. <laughs> Okay. That works. Because um, I me. don't really know what to call it. Ooh. I'm going to say conspiracy slash true crime. Okay. So we're going to get into An unsolved it. Unsolved mystery. An unsolved mystery. I pulled, I first heard about this story on the little show called BuzzFeed Unsolved, which I'm sure you've all watched, and it's great, and you should watch that on YouTube. It's very good. <laughs> they talk about unsolved mysteries, but also An- some seasons it's ghosts. But another I, inspiration for the starting yeah. of this podcast yeah. it's very good um i watched that episode this episode and then i did a lot of reading about it and it's super fascinating and i actually think about it a lot okay so um what and do i we think have? this is gonna oh. convince you too and i know you don't really you're not convinced about a lot of things but i think this is gonna convince you okay and i think you've I, seen the episode yeah anyway this one it. is about the mysterious death of Vincent Van Gogh. Ooh. The mysterious death, you say, Carly? Yeah. Yes, the mysterious death, you say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought that he. Yeah, Harry, what do you him. think? Well, what, what are your first thoughts about Vincent Van Gogh when you think about him? Uh, well, I think painter. I think exactly. cut his ear off. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think killed himself. Yeah. That's right. He killed himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Killed himself, cut his ear off. In that order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Painted exactly. yeah. Starry Night. Mm-hmm. In that order. Mm-hmm. Killed himself, cut off his ear, painted Starry Night. Well, sure. Okay. So let's get into it. I'll get into some background and then we're going to get into his death. His, his untimely demise. His, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. So okay. s- stick right. with me if you think this is getting boring. Kind of just history, learning weapons. It's crazy. <sighs> okay. So Vincent Van Gogh was born on March 30th, 1853 into a Dutch Reformed right. family in the Netherlands. If yeah. he hadn't killed us himself, he'd be 166 years old today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'd still be alive. Yeah, of course he would. Okay. Um... He was the oldest surviving child of Theodorus Van Gogh, a minister of the Dutch Reformed Church, and Anna Cornelia Carbentus. Doesn't stay what she does. I'm assuming just a mom, stay-at-home mom, because it's 1850. Yeah, they didn't have feminism yet. Van Gogh's mother came from a prosperous family in the... Frick, I forgot to look up this pronunciation. The Hog, the Hague. The Hague. The Hague. And his father was the youngest son of a minister. He was one of five kids. Vincent. I'll probably just call him Vincent from now on. Vince. That's how everyone Vinny. always. Vinny. Vinny. Vinny paintbrush. Yeah, we're going to call him Vinny. Okay. So <laughs> he, he was. Vinny was one of five kids. He was the oldest. In later life, Vinny. Remained in touch only with his sister, Wilhelmina, and Theo. Wilhelmina or whatever doesn't really come back up in the story. Only Theo does. Okay. So remember that he really only stays in touch with his brother, Theo. I think it's his youngest brother. I don't know. Hmm. So his father's salary was modest, but the church supplied the family with a house, a maid, two cooks, a gardener, a carriage, and a horse. Kind of makes up for the modest salary. (laughs) I was like... Oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, So Van Gogh was a serious and thoughtful child, and he was taught at home by his mother and a governess. But in 1860, he was sent to a village school. And in 1864, he was placed in a boarding school at uh, Zevenbergen, I don't know, where he felt abandoned and campaigned to come home. He didn't like going to school. Mm-hmm. He got really good grades and stuff like that, but he didn't like going to school. It okay. made him lonely. Mm-hmm. Instead, in 1866, his parents sent him to the middle school in Til- Tilburg, where he was deeply unhappy. Oh. Yeah. So his yeah. interest in art began at a young age. He was encouraged to draw as a child by his mother. And I put Van. Van in March. I meant Van Gogh. <laughs> okay. Vincent, in, oh wait, what? In March of 1868, he abruptly returned home. What? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. So he did. He did school, and then he yeah. abruptly returned home in 1868. Is I guess that so. what? That yeah, some stuff might have gotten cut out there. Oops. He later wrote that his youth was austere, austere. Yes. And cold and sterile. Bummer. Bummer. In July 1869, Van Gogh's... were keeping things sterile and... Hey, let me finish. Uh, (laughs) Your time to comment on that portion has passed. Okay. In July 1869, Van Gogh's uncle sent... What? That can't be right. Van Gogh's uncle obtained a position for him at the art dealer uh, Goopel and C... That's not how you say it. Okay. In the Hague. The Hague. In the Hague. I don't know. At some fancy art place. <laughs> After completing his training in 1873, he was transferred to the fancy art place in okay. the London branch. Okay. And lived at 87 Hackford Road in Stockwell. That's not really necessary to know. I this was a happy so. time for Van Gogh. He was successful at work and at 20 was earning more than his father. His All right. father the minister. So things are just going to keep going up. Yeah. So Theo's wife later remarked that this was the best year of Vincent's life. Oh. Uh, so he became infatuated with his landlady's daughter. Okay. Eugene Lawyer, but was rejected after confessing his feelings. Oh. She was secretly engaged to a former lodger. Hmm. He grew more isolated and religious after this. His father and uncle arranged a transfer to Paris in 1875, where he became resentful of issues such as the degree to which the firm commodified art and was dismissed a year later. Yeah. So they fired him. Because he was making good points but yeah. about <laughs> commodification of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They couldn't handle the truth. Yeah. Okay. In April 1876, he was in and out of jobs and frequently returned home to live with his parents. Bummer. In BuzzFeed Unsolved, they talked about how he was um, an 1850s millennial. <laughs> He's like in his 20s, like just like, I just want to be an artist and just coming back to live at home with his parents because he's broke and he can't afford anything. Mm -hmm. Because like, that's how it be. Who were the boomers of the 1850s? (laughs) Yeah, good question. Um, So he immersed himself in religion and became increasingly pious and monastic. According to his flatmate, flatmate of the time, Van Gogh ate frugally and avoided meat. All right. Good for him. Yep. But gave in to pressure from his parents to return home to Etten. He stayed there until around March 1880, which caused concern and frustration for his parents. He stayed with his parents, even though his parents were like, leave. <laughs> um, his father was especially frustrated and advised that, and advised that his son should be committed to the lunatic asylum in Giel. Giel? I have no idea. All right. So, you know, he was eventually oh. admitted to Committed the... to the lunatic asylum. Yeah. Well, that's where he actually painted most of his famous works, like uh-huh. the iris painting or whatever the... Is that what that's called? I don't know what that's called. Sure. Um, the Starry tired. Night he painted there, that was actually uh-huh. his view from his room. Uh-huh. In cool. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, enhanced by his imagination. But it was, like, generally his view mm-hmm. from his room at the hospital. Cool. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, yeah, so actually a lot of his famous paintings he painted at that time. So he started borrowing money from his brother to buy more painting supplies, his brother Theo. Mm-hmm. And eventually Van Gogh wanted to pay his brother back, so he started to send his paintings to his brother when his brother was in Paris. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, his artwork was not what Paris wanted at the time. <laughs> so. oh, you just want to you just want your brother to pay you back and he keeps sending you these useless uh yeah. scribbles his brother didn't really seem to care he's like i don't need the money back please uh-huh. just right like they were they were really close and just, just very like <laughs> he was just trying to support his freaking dreams uh-huh. you know good brother yeah he was a really good brother so this is where it gets juicy ready okay so 
on July 27th, 1890. So we're going to talk about the the death that everyone thinks of. The, the normal narrative, I guess. Okay. So July 27th, 1890, Vincent left his hotel that he was staying at with his easel and painting supplies. Okay. Okay. It was a nice day outside, so there were people outside of the hotel, like, eating together and stuff. And so the people saw Van Gogh, like, leave. Mm-hmm. And then people also saw Van Gogh coming home that afternoon. So he left in the morning with uh-huh. his painting supplies. Okay. People saw it. Okay. It was, people were outside. They right. saw it. They reported it. Not reported it, but later on, they're like, yeah, we saw him. Uh-huh. And so then uh, probably a different group of people, because this is like six hours later, saw him coming home that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he shuffled past without saying anything to the guests who spoke to him. This is on his way home. Okay. And he notably didn't have any of his painting supplies that he left with that morning. He had mm-hmm. nothing on him. Okay. He also had his jacket buttoned all the way up despite the heat. And he clutched his abdomen and went up the stairs to his room. Okay. So the owner of the inn went to check on Vincent because people were, you know, worried. Sure. Because that's weird. And the owner found Vincent laying in his bed and said, and Vincent said, I wounded myself. Hmm. And then he lifted his jacket to show a bullet wound under his ribs. Mm-hmm. So he died just before midnight, cradled by his brother, Theo. Oh. Sad, right? Yeah. Vincent said, quote, I want to die like this, end quote. Oh. Okay. So, just to let you know, there was no autopsy ever done. Okay. The exact location for the shooting was never identified, and there are five hours unaccounted for in his story. Okay. Okay. When well, wait, when did he tell his story while he was dying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. At back of the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll get into it. So theory one, the normal narrative of mm-hmm. this: he was a troubled genius who shot himself in a wheat field. All right. So this is the theory. This is what he said. Okay. What he okay ready? So he went to the field to shoot himself, and then he fainted. He then passed out, but the cold from the ground revived him. He was passed out for apparently five hours. Okay. When he wakes up to find his gun and finish himself off, he couldn't find the gun. Then uh-huh. he got up and went back to his room. Vincent said he was. Vincent said he was dying. Quote: mm-hmm. I wounded myself in the field. I shot myself with a revolver there. Mm-hmm. End quote. Okay. And then he said, quote, "Do not accuse anyone. It was I who wanted to kill myself." End mm-hmm. quote. Okay. He was very confused during the police questioning, and they asked, quote, "Did you intend to kill yourself?" End quote. And Vincent said, quote, "I think so." End quote. Okay. So here's some issues. Okay. Ready? Issues. Let's get some into some issues. So, first of all, he was shot at the bottom of his ribs in the abdomen. Yeah. Weird. Sort of. Who shoots your... It's like, an who, awkward place. Yes. I mean, I can very see... Very weird. Yes. Okay. Hold that. So, so, the second weird thing, the bullet didn't go through his body... Which suggests a lot of distance from himself and the gun, more distance than he could have achieved on his own. Interesting. Because so if he just would have, even like with his arm out, it would have went through his body. Hmm. Okay. Is that so? And that's how that's how guns at the time worked. I guess. Okay. According to the sources that you found, yeah. Okay. Yeah. According to the sources, I mean, it sounds about right. Sure. That yeah. if you sh- if you put a gun up to your stomach, it's going to go through. Right. You know? Yes. It's not just going to get lodged in there. Yeah. No, I, yeah, sense. no, I know. It makes sense. So, another weird thing. So, he threw the gun so far that when he woke up, he couldn't find it mm-hmm. to finish himself off. Yeah, that's strange. Another strange thing. If he really did pass out for five hours and then come back to the inn... Then the wound would have been bloodier and more severe. Yeah, than it was. I feel like 
his... It wasn't that bad when they got to him. Mm -hmm. So they think that he came back right after he was shot. Okay. They're like, there's no way he passed out for five hours in the field. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they're... Because then it would have been just a mess. He would have been a mess. Because he would have been bleeding out for five hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he he wasn't really. It Uh seemed to have just happened. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, Another... So these are all issues. So no one knows where he would have obtained the gun. Revolvers were super rare at the time. And nobody would admit to selling or lending the gun to him. Which, like... Obviously, I mean, that one's a little less like, obviously, I wouldn't mm-hmm. admit it if he killed himself with this gun that I lended him or sold him. I don't know. But apparently they were really rare. So there's not that many people who would have sold them. Uh-huh. So they went to these people and they were like, no, I never sold a gun to him. Okay. Um. So the next day, nobody was able to find the gun where he said he shot himself mm-hmm. in the wheat field. It, there, people went to go check and... It was never, and still to this, never found. It was never found. Okay. Um, and all of his painting gear was also gone. Okay. I mean, I can see him, like, just ditching it before he, like, throw it in the river before I'm going to kill right. myself. But also, here's a weird thing. Why would he, like, bring his painting supplies with him, go out to the wheat field to paint, if he knew he was going to go shoot himself. Well, I don't think it was. I think it was taking it out to like go throw it in the river and be like, I'm done with this. I'm done with life. I'm going to throw. Maybe get... a blank canvas and some paint into the river. Yeah. I mean, if that's what he has, if that's all his painting supplies that he has. Yeah. I'm gonna... Why wouldn't you just throw like a regular painting of his in there? Well, because he sent like them all to painting. his brother. He did not send all of them to his brother. Uh, well, because he's like, he it's symbolically, I'm not doing this again. Like, even if I don't end up killing myself, I can't paint anymore. Okay, well, even you know that's weird. Yeah. So, I mean, I... so this one's a little less, like, weird, but I wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. It's, this one is obviously not. I'll I'll just say it. Yeah, uh, so he didn't believe in suicide because he was very super crazy religious. Sure. And he said he could never do it. He said about suicide that it was a quote wicked deed and moral cowardice. And then he said, uh, quote, but I could understand people drowning themselves. End quote. And then mm-hmm. he noted that if he did kill himself one day, he would drown himself. Okay. <laughs> I mean, weird. Religious people say a lot of stuff they don't mean. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That's why I'm like, nah. Yeah. A lot of religious people. And not religious, yeah. just people. No, I know, but like, yeah, I know. even though they don't believe in it. Sure, plenty of people. A lot of, of Catholics don't like sex, but they still have it <laughs> before marriage. Anyway, so Adeline Raveau... The daughter of the owner of the Raveau Inn, where Van Gogh was staying, um, was the biggest supporter of this story. Okay. Adeline was 13 at the time, and she did not speak for the record until 1953. When she did, she mostly channeled the stories her father, Gustave, had told her a half century earlier. Her story changed constantly, developing dramatic shape and even dialogue with each telling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bitch, how would you know? <laughs> Sorry, not bitch. Girl, how would you know? So obviously some sketchy things going on there. Yeah, I get, yeah. I mean, Weird. well, yeah, I mean, she, I mean. I mean, with all of this. Right. That's the end of theory one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's sketchy that she's mm. using his death to get herself famous. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no one thinks she's in on it. Well, yeah, no, I know. I, I'm just saying. But like, sure, yeah, that like it can't that, be trusted. Yeah, that's no, what I'm going to say. Yeah, that she's like calls into question yeah. her reliability. Yeah, as a no, witness. no, everyone was like, she's not a reliable source. Mm-hmm. So, so the theory two, mm-hmm. okay. ready for this? Yeah, go on. Ready? Yes. No, you need to brace yourself because this is some good shit. Aliens. No, so. Theory two, Vincent was shot by some local boys, and Vincent mm-hmm. protected their identities. 
Hmm. Now, I know it sounds crazy. I know. You guys are like, no. Far-fetched. <laughs> he just shot himself in the stomach. Couldn't find the gun afterwards and no one else could. But let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> so he was known around town as very, you know, eccentric. Eccentric. I don't know how to say that word. Eccentric. 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 Okay. <laughs> anyway. Weird. It's late. Yeah, it is late. So he often asked strangers to sit and pose for him for paintings, and people usually retreated. <laughs> Poor <Sure>. Vince. <laughs> Poor Vinny. His appearance hey. didn't help because he had long, unkempt hair and raggedy clothes and, you know, one ear. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, you. I want to hey, paint you. <laughs> Vinny said... The worst bullies were the teenage boys. Oh, of course. Ready? Uh, they would be really nice to him and gain his trust and then pull pranks on him. But like <laughs> pranks like uh, putting salt in his coffee, rubbing a hot chili pepper on paintbrushes that he liked to put in his mouth, and sticking a poisonous snake in his box of painting supplies. <laughs> Classic. Mm-hmm. But the worst of the bully boys, Renee... I don't know how to say his last name. Okay. Renee. Renee. That's my middle name. I know. Cool. Um, he said, Renee, the little bully boy, that he was 16. He said, quote, our favorite game is making him angry, which was easy, end quote. So, Renee's older brother. Okay. Renee's older, what's his name? Gaston. Okay. Renee's older brother, Gaston. Was an old, was uh, an aspiring artist who actually liked to hear Vincent's tales of the art world. Okay. So Vincent figured um, the mean bully boy Rene was just something he had to endure to have a friendship with Gaston because uh-huh. Gaston and Vinny were uh, really close. They were good friends. <laughs> well, but why also, are you saying it like that? Because everyone knows that Van Gogh was gay. Okay. I. Yeah, or I feel like I people say he that. had homosexual tendencies that he acted on sometimes. I see. Okay. <laughs> Which means he's gay. All right. Or at least bisexual. So I, my theory is he was definitely sleeping with this boy. Okay. Anyway, that's not in this theory. But he was older than his 16-year-old brother, so he was like probably like 18, 19, 20. Sure, yeah. Something like that. I think so they were it's sleeping okay. together. Anyway. I just think that adds a little bit to the story. But yeah, they were like really good friends. Um, so Renee, the little bully boy is what I call him, mm-hmm. was obsessed with the Wild West. And after seeing Buffalo Bill's Wild West show in Paris, he came back with a full Wild West outfit, including a three hundred and eighty caliber pistol. Okay. Interesting. So Vincent, Vinny, our good boy Vinny, started calling Renee Puffalo Pill. <laughs> That's funny. And this made Renee really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Beating him at his own game. Puffalo Pill. <laughs> so funny. So people believe that Renee and Vincent got into a quarrel that afternoon and Renee shot him on accident. Mm, or maybe they didn't get into a quarrel but like they came upon each other because apparently this pistol would um go off randomly like it was kind of defective it didn't work very well okay and so it just shot randomly okay so they they, people want to believe that renee did it on accident Mm -hmm. but some people are like renee did it on purpose Uh either way people think renee shot him Okay. Um, and then Revin- Vincent returned home and covered for the boys. Okay. Because, like, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And the boys probably collected Vincent's belongings in shock to, like, cover it up. Like, they got rid of it, disposed right. of everything. And so he was super close with Gaston and, like, didn't want him to get in trouble. Okay. You know? And he was, like, a good guy. Sure. He was a pretty good guy. All right. So, ready? This supports accounts of people outside at the inn who said Vincent left that morning and headed in the opposite direction of the wheat field okay. that Vincent said he was at. Okay. And the road that he apparently went on 
uh-huh. led to a spot where Rene enjoyed fishing. Okay. He was there like all the time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So he was like headed that way, mm-hmm. like the opposite way of where the wheat field is, where he said he was. Mm-hmm. And that would make it. So he apparently, I couldn't pronounce the name of the place that he was heading in the direction of. Okay. So I didn't put it in there. But that place would have been much easier for Vincent to get home from because it was super close to the inn. Mm-hmm. And the wheat field was a more than a mile long walk up a hill. Mm-hmm. And remember, he was shot. And right. sat for five hours, bleeding out, and apparently walked over a mile to get back home. <laughs> okay. This would explain the odd bullet entry point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, why he took his painting equipment with him, because he didn't actually mean to kill himself. He was right. shot. And why the gear, and specifically the gun, could never be found. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in the wake of the shooting, the boys... And their family left town. Interesting. And Rene, who never went anywhere without his gun, didn't have it anymore. Mm. And when he was questioned years later about it, he said that Vincent stole his gun from him. Mm. And then, uh, so as as Vinny's work, you know, started gaining popularity a couple years later, townspeople, so this was like the story in the town like townspeople told an art historian that teenage boys accidentally shot and killed vincent and then vincent covered for them in fear that they would be accused of murder so Mm. it was like really well known in the town that these boys killed him Uh and that he covered for them interesting and that would explain like because he was like really close with gaston Mm -hmm. didn't want him to get in trouble and that's why he's like don't accuse anyone don't Mm -hmm. i and so also he there was a bunch of like letters left on his desk. Right. That were so everyone's like lack of suicide note, which I everyone's like when people kill themselves they leave a suicide note. No, they don't. No, I know. I know. That's why I didn't add it in. Okay. But the um he had a bunch of like letters on his desk that like had uh-huh. really private, really super personal information in it that it's like, dude, he wouldn't want anyone to know kind hmm. of thing. Uh-huh. And he just he had them like left just sprawled out on his desk and people are like he would have put that away or like burned them so Maybe people he didn't did want find people them. to know he Maybe. was ashamed and he and then to confess he like wrote he was in the process of writing or he had like sent out that day like a letter mm-hmm. to his brother theo and was like so excited to see you like in a couple days blah 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 blah, blah, blah. like mm-hmm. oh this we'll go do this and this and that like future plans and he was like i'm doing great like this is i can't wait to see you yeah yeah just i mean that's just another weird thing about it um Mm -hmm. so you guys should read up on this this is all i have okay uh you guys should read up on this because it's actually really interesting Mm -hmm. yeah no i vincent was weird he fell in love with his cousin and then proposed and then she was like no (laughs) and then you know he fell in love with a sex worker and then cut off his ear for her right yeah and he falls in love really easily (laughs) so yeah i I mean i don't know i i don't know i i'm not gonna say that i'm a hundred percent convinced that this is what happened but i can see it that's what i'll say I can. I'm not. But it just doesn't. The it doesn't add up that he killed himself. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. And I just kind of like the way this paints him, rather than like, oh, he was a troubled artist who killed himself because he was sad. Which, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's. Lame. I don't know, like, because mm-hmm. people thought he was crazy is the thing. People right. were like, oh, he was insane, mm-hmm. so he killed himself, which you right. don't need to. You know, sure. it's not, that's kind of, but then this is kind of morbidly sweet. Like, you yeah. know, he, like he was shot by accident and then he was like covering for these boys, right. even though one of them was terrible to him <laughs> and been, but the other one he had a really close, like mm-hmm. it was, it's just kind of nice yeah. that he was like, just let me die. Yes. I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's wasn't a nice them. story. Yeah. I, I don't I'm yeah I'm not I yeah I can see it I can I 
I would like to believe it. I think it makes more sense. Yeah, in in many ways it does. I think it does. Mm -hmm. Anyway, do you want to tell your story now? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'll go. I will go now. Cool. Uh, Give me one Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. While I uh, hack into the mainframe. So we'll probably have this up tomorrow morning at some point. You are listening to this at some point uh, after late morning to midday tomorrow. Yep. Uh, the We're sorry to disappoint. Well, I, I guess today, December 16th, 2019. <laughs> yes. It is after 10 a.m. at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not editing this tonight. We're going straight to bed. Oh, yeah. I'm going to edit this when I wake up or whoever wakes up first, which is going to be me. It's you. I'm going <laughs> to sleep till like two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yours is about uh, a monster cryptid thing, right? Uh, well, it's about several uh, things. Well, um, pick one because we need a jingle. Well, okay. So so call it... Um, how about creature... Um, the creature couch the creature couch come and take a seat on the creature couch <gasps> yes come okay. and take a seat on the creature couch <laughs> okay. i don't know we need something like a doo-doo. doo-doo come and take a seat on the creature couch doo-doo. Doo-doo. scooby-dooby-doo all right, Scooby-Doo. so creature couch, let's go. Scooby-Dee, Scooby-Da. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about uh, yokai, which are, is like a broad, a broad category of Japanese folk creatures. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so th- there's no direct English translation of the word, but written, written in Japanese, it's made up of the characters yo- which means attractive, bewitching, coquettish, and kai, which means mystery, wonder, and bewilderment. Um, so yokai can be all kinds of supernatural beings like goblins, spirits, fairies, monsters, demons, ghosts, gods, shapeshifters, So it's like transformed their humans. word for spooky? Or, sort of. Uh, uh, or like, like, um, it's like a big umbrella of that like... Like lore. It's kinda. their word for lore. Yeah. Like folklore, mm-hmm. kinda. Yeah, it's just like a sort of. I mean, not a. It's it's for like folklore Similar. creatures. Right. So like, so like you know, like cryptids and fairies and stuff them. would all like fit under that umbrella, basically. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, Yokai. Yeah, um, okay. and other strange phenomena. So a lot of times these things are evil or mischievous beings, mischievous. Uh, though a lot of them can also be benevolent or just like it's lucky to see them or something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are tons of yokai from every part of Japan and every like culture within there. Um, the oldest legends date back to the beginnings of civilization in Japan or further, uh, but new ones are invented throughout Japan's history. Uh, they were especially popular with storytellers and artists during the Edo period from 1668 to 1813, where a lot of people like revived like old like folk stories and also like made up new ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and you know, some of them share similarities similarities to folk legends in other cultures, and some of them just seem kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll start getting into some examples. Thank you, because I'm welcome. a little confused, but just continue. Okay. I'm sure I'll understand it. Okay, so the one that like started me down... And take your time. You seem to be rushing a Sorry. little bit. Slash, let's just get this I over. It's 1 a.m. I want to go to bed. I know, I, but be a little more excited about your topic, okay. sir. Maybe yeah. I'll be more excited about it. All right. Oh! Anyway, continue, or I'm hopping up off this creature couch. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, so so the thing that started me down uh, the yokai rabbit hole is the kurote. What's that? It translates as black hand to English. Um, I saw something about it on the internet and, like, knew immediately... (laughs) 
that I like had to talk about it on the podcast Ooh. Um, because it is a big, dark, hairy creature that lives in the toilet and will reach up and stroke your bottom when you sit down. That's like my worst fear. Oh, yeah? Like when I'm in the bathroom, someone's going to reach up and like, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. touch my butt. Well, the Japanese have a creature I mean, I'm more scared of it. like spiders coming up, but like the hand is second to the spider. Well, that would, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, God. which would which would be worse? Spiders, spider. or a weird ha- furry hand? I think a spider, because the spider could, like, bite me. What's the hand going to do? I don't know, pinch you. I mean, well, where's it coming from? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, is it like a tarant? Anyway, keep anyway, going. Okay. We don't need uh, to. <laughs> so, so I thought at first that this is what I was going to do my whole segment on, like just the Karote. But, but then, then you I, realize that's all that is. Yeah, there's not, that's about all there is to it. People just believe that a big furry black hand is going to come up and stroke your butt. I guess, yeah, that's the story. I mean, yeah. As, so it doesn't as seem very can, violent. Yeah, as far as it's I can tell, like... it has no like ulterior motive. <laughs> it just likes touching butts. Hey, hey. whatever you, not really. There's no consent involved in that, so I can't say whatever floats your boat. No. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say, but that's wrong. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so yeah, there is. There's one like main legend and legend about it that I like saw mm-hmm. a few times, which is about a samurai who lived with his wife on the Noto Peninsula in the Ishikawa Prefecture. Uh, so one day, the wife went and sat down on the toilet, mm-hmm. as wives do. As wives do. <laughs> and right. she felt a hand reach up from the darkness and stroke oh, her behind. So she no. told her husband about it, who then went into the bathroom with his sword no. and waited. <laughs> and then after a while, he saw an arm covered in thick black fur reach no. up and make a stroking motion. Like it's oh just in the air. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is uh, so funny. He swung his sword and cut the hand clean off, and he decided to store it in a box. I love that. Because what else are you going to do? Exactly. You know? <laughs> they didn't have freezers then. Right. Yeah. Just put it in a box. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so a few days later, three priests come to the house. Why? Or, well, actually, they aren't priests. They're actually yokai, different oh, yokai disguised as <gasps> priests. But the samurai and his wife don't know that. No. So uh, so they, they come, they invite the priest in, and the first priest says something like, there is a strange presence in this house. And no. the samurai's like, you're telling me, check this shit out. And he goes and gets his hand box. Oh, frick. And then the second, samurai, or the second priest looks at the hand and says, ah, yes, this is the hand of a kurote, a creature known to live in humans' toilets. No. And then the third one interjects and goes, this is my hand, which you cut from my arm. And then he turns into a nine foot tall, black, hairy no. beast and snatches the hand away. With one hand. He yeah. has one hand. With one hand. He snatches his one. His, he takes his, his hand, hand with back. his one hand. Yeah. <laughs> with one remaining hand. God damn it. This is intense. Uh, and then they all, uh, the priest, the the. the priests and the Kurote immediately just disappear after that. <gasps> I guess. So he just wanted his hand back? Uh, well, there's a little bit more. Okay. A few days later, the samurai is walking home late at night alone. Uh, and then suddenly something something like a big heavy quilt like falls out of the sky on top of him oh and God. knocks him down. And it like, wraps him up and he gets <gasps> lifted in the air seven feet like and then slams... Slams him. It slams him into the ground. Whatever it is, oh, he's knocked burrito. unconscious. Oh, and then when he comes to a while later, his sword, which he used to cut off the Kurote's <gasps> hand, is missing from his belt. Oh fuck! Yeah. And now that's the end of the story. That's the end. That's the end. Yeah. So he got rolled up like a burrito. That's what up. I pictured. I was like, oh, burrito. <laughs> yeah. And then like he got slammed into the floor, and I was like, oh. Oh. It's not. Well, that's well, not that fun. <laughs> not you know. Like some unfortunate burritos. Yeah. That fall on the ground. Yeah. Oh, man. 
I once saw someone drop a burrito thing oh, no. uh, outside Trader Joe's, and then oh. an employee was walking out at the same time, and they were like, uh-huh. oh, just go back in and explain to them what happened. They'll give you a new one. Like, it was like a packaged, like, wrap or burrito, uh-huh. and he dropped it, like, yeah. while he was walking out, but it was, like, out on the sidewalk, and she was like, oh, no, no, just go and, ex-. like, the worker, uh-huh. employee yeah. told the customer who bought the thing, like, go back in, like, That's nice. they'll give you a new one, and I'm like, wow, that is so nice. Yeah. Trader Joe's people are so nice. They are. Anyway, not the same story, but <laughs> I just thought I yeah. would share. Uh-huh. Oh, well, that's a good What's story. oversharing, oversharing oval. The Over- oversharing <laughs> that has octagon. been the octagon of oversharing. The octagon of oversharing. Or, yeah, the oversharing oval. The oversharing oval. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I feel like it has to be really extra, like, oh, oh, the oversharing oval. Oh, 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 oh. I like it. I think yeah, that's I agree good. with that. Uh, Okay. Oh, wow. Those are high levels yeah, right there. Yeah, we'll see. All my vocal fry is late. My throat hurts. And I'm tired. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, okay. continue. Sorry. I'm interested in okay. this. Why are you looking at raccoons? Well, that's. Well, okay. So, so at first. <laughs> so, just something I didn't mention in the previous story. So, at first, when his wife told him about the furry hand stroking her butt, the samurai thought it was probably a mischievous tanuki. <laughs> this is the best story I've ever heard. Uh, so, tanuki are real adorable little animals. They're also called raccoon dogs. Oh. And they look like this. Look how cute they are. Okay, yeah, They're those cute are and cute. Oh. Can you have one of those as a pet? I don't know. Probably shouldn't. So raccoon dogs, tanuki, or uh, sometimes yokai can take the form of a tanuki. Sometimes tanuki are magical yokai or whatever. Um, so one example of this is a tanuki, a tanuki uh, called shukaku. 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 Uh, so shukaku was an enterprising tanuki who I guess wanted more than what life had to offer a simple Aww. raccoon dog. Cutie uh, little raccoon dog. Uh, so, more. so what he did was he dis- he disguised himself as a human priest, using oh, magic yeah. and stuff. Sweet. So they're magical. Yeah, yeah. Takukis? This one was Tanuki. Takuki. Tanuki. Tanuki. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's late. I still can't say the word <laughs> eccentric. Eccentric. Eccentric close <laughs> i'm pretty sure i said it right eccentric yeah that was right okay you said eccentric 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 okay you got it you got it good job eccentric uh okay Takuki. where was that <laughs> what tanuki fuck are you sure it's not Takuki? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. God dang it, it's so late. Okay, keep going, keep going. Uh, okay, so he he, dis- he disguised himself as a priest, and he worked at a Buddhist uh, temple called Morinji. Um, this, taku- this Tanuki? Yeah, Shukaku. Mm-hmm. Shukaku? Yeah. It was a Is magical it? Tanuki? Mm-hmm. It's a, a Tanuki? Yeah. <laughs> you can just say raccoon dog. Raccoon dog. Uh, so Shukaku. Shukaku. Yeah. He, uh, so, okay. Shukaku was an enterprising tanuki who I guess wanted more than what life had to offer a simple raccoon dog. He disguised himself as a human priest and worked at a Buddhist monastery or Buddhist temple called Morinji. Um, the, the actual human priest who founded or built Morinji had met Shukaku on his travels, and after the monastery was built in 1426, Shukaku stuck around, and eventually he used his magic to like help people out mm-hmm. without them knowing his stuff, and eventually became the head priest there. Um, so in 1570, there was a big religious gathering at Morinji, uh, and the priests realized uh, too late that they didn't have enough tea kettles, uh, or kama, which is a particular kind of tea kettle, anyway, uh, tea kettles to serve everyone, to make enough tea for everyone, and they were freaking out, I guess, until Shukaku shows up. Yes. And he's like, Save the day. bros, I got this. Bros? 
<laughs> and he brings from his quarters his favorite tea kettle. And Aww. it just looks like a normal tea kettle. You know, not a big help, but hey, I guess we'll take what we can get. Right. But it turns out it's a magic kettle. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> one, yes. So one thing about it is once you heat it up, it'll stay boiling hot for days. Whoa. And then even more incredibly, no matter how many times you dip a ladle in to take tea out, it's still it's full of It's always full. I knew it. I was like, it tea. never ends. Problem it's solved. Ever. Yeah. So cool. And so he solves that one that's... Uh, and so, okay. So Can according Tukuki to the... Can rec- be our mascot? Sure. For the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Takuki. Takuki. Tanuki. Fuck. <laughs> I thought it was... T- no. Now the, I'm getting okay. confused. So the species... The real, like, species of animal is Tanuki. Is Tanuki. Yeah. This particular one's name is... is a Shukaku. Shukaku. His, Shukaku. His name is Shukaku. I think Shukaku should be our mascot. Okay. Yes. He seems like a good guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, well, okay. Uh, so, oh, I should, I should like note that in 1570, he was, he was with the temple for 144 years at that point, uh, which should have maybe raised some eyebrows so that this wasn't just a normal human priest. Yeah. Ah! No. <laughs> But yeah. oh my gosh, that's uh, funny. You know, and I mean, also, why hasn't he brought up in this time that he has like an, a magical, a magical like unlimited tea teapot? Well, it wasn't an issue until yeah, yeah, nobody asked. You're right. Yeah, they didn't need it. But well, yeah, we don't want gluttony here. Okay, you're right. Hey, they're they're priests. They're monks. Uh, so according to the records of Morinji, sometime during the year 1587, Shikaku while taking, was taking a nap when another priest walked by and noticed his furry little tanuki tail poking out of his robes. <gasps> I don't think it was like a big deal. Just the stuff that I just said said that like once his secret was found out, he decided that it was time for him to leave. Poor tanuki. Yeah. So oh he decides... Uh, but you know, when he leaves, he leaves his magic tea kettle to the temple as a oh. gift, and it is apparently still on display there to this day. No, yeah, it's a real, it's a real place, and they have a no. tea kettle there. Oh my god, I need to go. That, Can we go? Of, yeah. Next time we're in Japan. Next time, yeah. Next time we're in Japan, <laughs> we will uh, <laughs> stop by Morinji. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. I've got, I've got, I looked up a bunch more of these that I'll try to go through. I, I, I went into less detail. On. Okay. Uh, there's That's also fine. more, more encrypted territory. There's the Rokugyo, which translates to land dwelling fish, um, <laughs> which partially explains it, but that's oversimplifying what it is. It has the body of a fish and some fins. <laughs> But it also, and it lives on land, but it also has a long snake-like tail. Oh, creepy. And, like, dragon-like wings coming out <gasps> of its, like, body. And it has the head of a cow. No. And the voice of a yak. What is this? <laughs> I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. It hibernates during the winter, and it uh, lives on hilltops near a mountain called Taizan. Taizan or something. Taizan. I don't know, uh, which has apparently no trees or other plants, but ha- a whole lot of rivers and streams. <laughs> uh, I don't know if, well, there, 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 there is no actual mountain by this name. It's unclear whether it's like based on a real mountain that has a different name today or okay. anything. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, there, they can be dangerous and will threaten humans who get close, but. Their meat is said to have magical healing properties and is able to prevent infectious tuner tumors. Tuners. 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 <laughs> this idiot said tuners. <laughs> it's so late. Roku, oh my yeah. God. Uh, yeah. It originally it originated in Chinese folklore and then was adopted into the How Japanese. How did they know what tumors were back then? Well, they're like a growth of a thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. 
So not like, oh, you have cancer. It's yeah, you have this you thing have growing out a of tumor. you. Tumor. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Uh, then there's another uh, one called uh, Tsurara Ona, um, which translates to Icicle Woman. Uh, they look and act just like normal women, except that they are incredibly beautiful, oh, just like you. This is me. Yeah. I'm an icicle woman? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tsurara Ona. Tsurara and they Ona. also refuse to enter a bath. <laughs> I refuse to bathe. It's like my least oh. favorite time of the day is bathing time. You know that. Yeah, I hate getting into the it's shower. You. It's so much work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's said that when a man gazes longingly at a strong, beautiful icicle hanging from a roof and reflects upon his loneliness, a Tsurara Ona may appear shortly afterwards. Is that what you did? Yeah. That's what you did and I appeared? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh. I think I'm an icicle woman, everyone. <laughs> well, I Frick. I hope I hope not. Wait, is there more? Well, because well, Wait, there are many I tragic don't... stories oh, of no. men who fall in love with, uh, who fall in love with and then marry Tsurara Ona during the winter, only for them to disappear when spring comes and the snow and icicles have melted. Like the person, the man. Uh, no, the, not the man. The 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 icicle woman. Oh. They they go Wait, so away. This is one woman. It's not like multiple. No, it's, women. it's uh, there's woman. multiple. I guess. Okay. It's not it's not just a woman. Well, I've never disappeared in the spring and summer. Yeah, so I guess you're not. Mm. You you are as beautiful as one. I, I'm gonna say I'm an icicle woman. Let's keep going. Yeah. The other way that these stories end is that the man like keeps pressuring her to take a bath, and then when she does, he like comes to check on her and finds nothing but a few ice shards floating in a lukewarm bathtub yeah yeah so don't freaking pressure me to get into the freaking bathtub do i ever no yeah if i don't shower for like a week he's like i don't care Mm, smells like carly i just don't wash my hair (laughs) i'll be honest i don't wash my hair you can see it it's greasy sometimes i wash my body <laughs> and not wash and don't wash and I don't wash my hair. Hey, sometimes I just that's get in the reasonable. shower and wash my body. I try to wash my body as frequently as possible. <laughs> I don't. I'm not laughing because Carly said that. I'm laughing because she of the expression she made after she said that. Yeah, I don't um, want to lie. I don't like taking showers. Like I feel very good after them. I feel very <laughs> clean, and I. I know they are necessary, and I like the way I feel when I'm in the shower, but getting myself into the shower is so much work. No, it's hard. It's so... And then getting myself out of the shower is even harder, because I'm going to be cold. It's just... I don't like showering, but not because I'd like to be dirty, you know? Sure. I don't like showering because it's so much work. Because then you have to wash your body, you have to wash your hair, you gotta condition your hair, you gotta exfoliate your face or whatever, which is just me rubbing soap on it. (gasps) Bar soap. That's what I call washing and yeah, (laughs) doing my fancy stuff. Then you gotta shave if you do that, which I don't, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how people do that. (laughs) So much work. Yeah. Whew, anyway. Oversharing oval. I don't remember the tune. Oversharing oval. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll just do two more. Uh, We had, there's Heikeshi Baba, translates to fire extinguishing old woman. God damn it. I love that. Very descriptive phrase. Explain. Please explain Uh, She is a white-haired, grotesque-looking old woman. Uh, who goes from house to house blowing out lanterns uh, in order to make the world like a darker, gloomier place. She doesn't really do anything like harmful to people herself, but she like does her, she like blows out the lights in order to create like a dark environment for other yokai to do their like dark bidding. Well, I'm absolutely going to dress up for her as her. On Halloween, yeah, dress up should. for her. <laughs> dress up as her for Halloween. 
Anyway, uh, I want that is what I aspire to be when I am an old lady. Just cause chaos, and make the world a darker place. Yeah, <laughs> I respect that. I'll, it's late. It's negative there. time. It is dark outside. It's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. We are in the no man's land of time. We are in the twilight zone. In like three hours, we've been up for like twenty-four hours. Hell yeah, dude. Oh my god, I can't do this. That rules. Okay, uh, last one. I've got... Is that really your last one? Yeah, I just... I mean, yes, it is. I just like... I don't want you to skip over anything you don't want to skip over. No, there's there's one that I do want to skip over because it's... Well, actually, there are a few that I skipped over that weren't as interesting as the others. And it took me longer to get through all these than I You can do them on a different day. Yeah, I don't know. I I I picked. I like copied down more than I or I like paraphrased or I summarized more than I needed just so that I would have them, okay. and so I could, yeah, edit mm. in the moment. Uh, okay, so last one. Right. There's Bake Kujira, which means ghost whale. Ghost whale. Ghost whale. Is are we getting into? You got to do it now. Ghost town. We need to establish who's doing what unless we're doing it at the same time. I don't know. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So the ghost whale, Bake Kujira, appears as the reanimated skeleton of a whale, and it is followed around by lots of weird, eerie (laughs) birds and fishes. It's creepy. Yeah. And like. So near the surface of the water, uh, swims. Uh-huh. Uh, they show up on rainy nights near coastal fishing villages. Um, so there are legends like back in the day, if you know, if a small village managed to successfully hunt a whale and cat get it, it was a big deal because you know you'd have literal tons of meat tons of, and yeah. useful oil and bone and stuff to mm. use. But this came at a cost. Yeah, it did. Not the soul of the whale would come back as Absolutely. a bake kujira, and it would seek revenge on the sailor or fisherman who'd taken its life. Yeah, no, duh. And uh, fear the whales, yeah. guys. So anyone Jesus. who sees a bake kujira carries a curse, which follows them back to their village, where it can <gasps> cause all kinds of problems, like fires and floods and famines. And That's stuff. so cool. This is where we need the fire extinguisher, old lady. <laughs> yeah, you're right. In that town, fire extinguishing old woman. Yeah, she doesn't want those fires. That's a lot of light. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's. Do so you think if... icicle ladies turn into uh, fire extinguisher yeah, when they old get... women? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they get old. Yeah. They, uh... And are shunned. They turn into fire extinct. They they turn into Hikeshi Baba. Yeah. Great. So that's what I got. I that got cool. I got all this information from or most of this information from yokai.com. Y O K A I, which is a good it's Wait, got spell a, it again. Y O K A I dot C O M. Okay. Which is a good resource for these. I've got there are tons more there. Um, yeah, you should do more of these. These were really interesting. Mm-hmm. On that on that website, they have a random yokai button where it'll give you like the page of a random random yokai. yokai. That you can read about. Oh my god, I love that! It's a good, it's a good like a uh, way to kill some time. <laughs> That's amazing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, that it's was a, it's a fun thing to look around. They've got like illustrations for all of them too. Mm-hmm. Because it's a cool thing. So, how tired do I look right now? Pretty tired. How tired? Because you look really tired. Yeah, I bet. Your eyes are red. (laughs) You look high. Well, I wish. uh, High on life. High on life. I feel like there was something I wanted to mention. Um, I don't remember anymore. Oh, yeah. Harry and I are thinking about doing like a live stream thing, uh, like an Instagram live, oh, basically, yeah. um, at the Graceland Cemetery mm-hmm. in here in the good old Chicago. Um, there's a couple uh, grave 
stone thingies that uh-huh. are pretty some... spooky and have some legends attached to them that we think ooh, i don't know that i yeah, think it'd be, be fun. fun if you're totally opposed to that let me know mm-hmm. but stay tuned i don't know should we tell people when we're gonna do that uh like so well uh, we don't, don't know, know when we're gonna do that so yeah no but when we plan on going making the yeah. trip well yeah I mean, it's not far but mm-hmm. yeah we'll prove We'll promote it in some way on the podcast. Cool. We'll- so we plan on doing something like that mm-hmm. just to make it, I don't know, I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Do like a live episode that's only available for a day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do something like that in the near future. Yeah. Where we will, we will do that. And you and get to see our pretty faces. Yeah. That's well, crazy stuff. One of us is going to be holding the camera. Well, you're going to see our pretty faces. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. We can switch off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Hire a crew. That is all I have, I believe. Uh, Yeah. That's 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 a decent length for an episode. What is a decent length for it? We're going to cut some stuff out? Maybe. Yes. Yes, we will. (laughs) We will. There's some stuff that needs to be cut. Anyway. Okay. Moving right along. Moving. Uh, this right has along. been known a very sleepy episode of known unknowns podcast. But the podcast. I've been Harry, and I'm still Carly. Don't let the bed bugs bite, cause it's weird out there. Bye. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Bye. <laughs>